Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Be'ezus Hashem. Shalom Bayez Shir, number 183. Um, we're going to discuss um, the concept of a pursuer and a distancer like that we brought up a few shiurim ago. It's different patterns of behaviors in human beings and people as they move under stress, and it's two different ways of how they get comfortable and how they feel at ease. And as we mentioned, relationships, especially in marriage, go best when neither of the partners in the marriage are locked into extreme of either pursuing or distancing, but rather have a flexible way to modify their style. Again, neither style is right or wrong. It's uh, it's sort of a personality type of thing, and uh, they need to adapt to each other. So one example of this is... Um, there's a couple, and uh, the wife um, received bad news about her sister's health. And the wife shared that information in a very matter-of-fact tone and then changed the subject. She's what we call a distancer. It was typical of her to do this. Um, she had difficulty sharing the softer, vulnerable side of herself. And that aspect bothered her husband greatly because... Um, um, you know, he, he, although he admired her uh, approach to life of not to fetch and not to grumble and you move on in life, and he admired that aspect of his wife, but this bothered him somewhat. And he told his wife, you know, you know, uh, uh, you don't allow me to share. You, you shared a painful news about your sister and, and, you know, you don't give me the opportunity to share with you how you're feeling about it. It's like you're just sweeping it under the rug and uh, you just told me the diagnosis and you're on to the next thing. And uh, you don't give me any chance to show how sorry I am and empathize and so on. And the wife said, listen, you know, uh, I know you're sorry you have this is happening. I don't need to hear it. And he started to explain that his way is to process through emotions and and her emotions and overall and she basically said in a very strong tone look you know when you talk about things that are bothering you you feel better about it but when i talk about things that bother me i feel worse so i just say it express it and i move on and that's a difference between us and uh you know i want you to appreciate that difference and the husband, at a certain to a certain point, needs to learn to appreciate that difference and help his wife understand that he needs space to respond when she shares painful news. But she, even though she prefers to be quiet, so there needs to be sort of a balance between the two. But it is useful for the husband to know that the wife feels worse talking about it, makes her feel worse. So it'll remind him that when there's clashes in those areas, that she's not trying to be mean or to block off her emotions or anything like that. It's just her way of coping is that way. And um, another thing that's important is, is that when you have a couple like that, that one is a pursuer, meaning the one wants to engage all the time, and the other one's a distancer, like keeps their space somewhat. So for the... Advice for the person whose spouse is the person who is a distancer, somebody who is more detached somewhat. It's, it's easy to diagnose them 
and it's very often not on target, and it's better not to diagnose them. So, for example, uh, um, you may tell that uh, quieter spouse that's processing through some data information on themselves, and you tell them, you've been absent, lady, I think you're depressed and you don't know it, or you say as a general uh, thing, you know, the closeness uh, that we had in marriage is not here anymore, or, or uh, we haven't had a conversation, a real conversation in a year. So you, 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 you do a lot of often when the truth is all of these things may not be true at all. It's just that this person is just needs time to process things and, you know, separates for a while on that. But it's not healthy to make those diagnoses, those type of statements that, that are very often over-exaggerated and not true and usually creates that the spouse that is distancing will distance even more. But instead, you, you, you try to do other things. So, for example, if, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the one that's quieter or more to themselves, you could suggest, you know, it's a beautiful day outside. Let's, you want to take a walk. So, in other words, instead of communicating about the fact that you're not communicating, or, commu- or communication about communication, and instead of talking about how much uh, you don't like that your spouse is not talking, just try talking, just try engaging. And that often works, and very often it does get the person that's sort of more distant out of their shell, and that's really the general way to go about it. Um, you know, um, so, so that's really... Um, an important concept as well. Another important concept also, uh, especially if you have a spouse that's, like I said, more of a distancer. It's not really the right word, distancer. It's more like a person that wants to process things on their own and is not the one that, uh, you know, um, is over-talkative or tries to reach out to the other one, not because they don't love their spouse. They love their spouse deeply. Not because they don't really want a connection. They do want a connection. But they also need time and space for themselves. Usually these are introverts, but it could be either way. So it's important for the other spouse again, um, you know, which usually what they do is they over-pursue in those cases, which they try to over-engage the other one, which usually distance the other one even further, which usually you would involve in loud conversations or speak loud or into, you know, or over-talk or offer help and advice that they didn't ask for or they're not interested in hearing right now. Um, so instead, what you do, it's important, is that even when you, um, you know, um, Talk, you try to talk like that. You 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 just lower the intensity of the way you're trying to pursue it, and you and that usually works as well. Um, so if you are upset, he's not talking to me. She's not talking to me, and you have to realize sometimes that if you resent it and you're intense about it, why isn't he talking? Why isn't he talking? And you nudge them and nag them to pull them out to talk to you. Sometimes that creates even more distance. And uh, so what you do is you lower the intensity and you just sort of take a step back and communicate in softer tones and in more, um, you know, realistic way of doing it. And um, 
that that's another important uh, concept. It's sort of a matter of adapting one to the other. Another side this is separate from the pursuing and distancing concept that we talked about is the modern technology effect on marriages. It is true, you know, people want to say that with modern technology, we're all connected and it creates a bridge, you know, between people, but usually it, distance, it distances people. And every couple needs to have technology-free time to experience each other with a full, undistracted attention. And um, the truth is, is Shabbos, of course, is that, but it's very, very important, even during the week, with the hectic schedules we have, besides the fact, on the separate note, to remove technology during the time that you're davening, shut the cell phones or move the phones away when you go to shul and you're davening, or when you're saying Kriyash Malamita for that matter, or maybe a little before you go to bed also is a good a good piece of advice to calm your brain down and to focus on the quiet and and to, to think and so on. But it's important between couples themselves. They have to put away the phones and connect with each other. And, um, you know, people think, for example, uh, you know, just career-wise, if someone's work, you know, on vacation, let's say, and they have the phone with them and they're on the beach, whatever, and they think they'll advance more quickly at their job if they're available on email 24-7, and usually that's not true, and you don't have to check your emails every, every, every minute, and sometimes you text people unnecessarily, unnecessarily, and so on and so forth, and Basically, it's very important for the husband and wife to agree upon certain rules with each other, not to use iPhones or technology when they are, let's say, having meals together or when they're in, you know, at home in their bedroom towards the night, ready to go to sleep. At that point, they should put them that away. If they could talk, that's a good, good talk also. Another important thing that the husband and wife could work on together is not to take calls when they're in the middle of a conversation, um, you know, and, uh, but, you know, those calls can be returned later and, um, and so on. So it's important very much to unplug from technology, especially if you hear your husband or wife complaining about it, but very often, even if they don't complain about it, it's a healthy thing to do and to work with each other about it. And, um, you know, you have these extreme cases where a wife got so upset that he's always texting his brother about sports and other things uh, uh, when he wants, she wants to talk to him and he's always doing that and he, she threw it into the, into the toilet, you know, and then it creates a whole ruckus and, uh, you know, whatever it is. So it's very important. Uh, we're not going to get into... Um, over here, the whole hashkafa on technology overall, uh, smartphones, yes, smartphones, no smartphones, using technology, not tech, uh, we're not getting into that now, it's a separate subject in the whole scheme of things, which is not for now, but in marriages, certainly, even if you are technologically savvy and you do have the um, iPhones and laptops and all that type of stuff and uh, and all these type of things, it's very important. Besides Shabbos Kaddish, besides you know the Zmanim of Torah and Tefillah, to also, as sacred, 
to create that space in the home, the technological space of not using technology when a husband and wife are interacting with one another, be during meal times, when they're having conversations with each other. I think it's probably very important, like I mentioned, is before they go to sleep, like a half hour, hour before they go to sleep, to unwind, to talk about different things, and to move away from the hectic part of the day, and to connect with one another. So those are two important concepts in this particular sheer the pursuing and distancing concept is very, very important. It's sort of um, understanding their personality and not taking it personal and knowing how to handle it. It, it implies it's also a Pesach of something that I didn't get to yet in the Shiurim, but Blineder, I would like to, about personality type differences between people and between husband and wife, and to explain all these different types of personality differences. Because once you do that, you realize, as an example, there's a two you know, different types of personality systems. But let's say we're talking about the Enneagram, and we're talking about a type one. So I think that if I would give Shiurim overall a few Shiurim to explain the Enneagram type one, which is a specific type, which is part of human nature that some people you'll recognize right away, oh, this is me or this is someone that I know. And if you're in a marriage where, as an example, your husband is or your wife is a type one and you read all this, it'll be very often like a burden off your shoulders because you'll realize that a lot of these aspects that bother you quote-unquote, I'm putting it in quotes, about your wife or your husband is really something that's not personal. They're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to make you crazy. It's something that has a lot of positive sides, and then the negative sides have to be worked with, but you understand the type well. It really gives you a true understanding. So the pursuing this distinct stuff we talked about is a little bit of that, and Mr. Shem, when we have time, we'll try to elaborate on that. Have a wonderful day.